Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact, their inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Masami Sato. Masami was born in Japan, but her desire to expand her horizons took her on a global journey. She became deeply concerned about the inequalities and other challenges that existed in the world. She wondered how she could help create real connection across cultures, people, and organizations to realize a different world, one full of win-win relationships. She's been a serial entrepreneur since 2001, starting and running several commercial enterprises, all aiming to transform the way businesses are operated today. And by taking a completely new look at the power of giving, she founded B1G1, which is Buy One, Give One, in 2007. Masami's career has followed her diverse talent and skills. She's been a teacher, translator, health consultant, natural food chef, and a farmer, author, and award-winning entrepreneur, as well as mother of two teenage children. She's a popular keynote speaker and continues to be invited frequently to TV and radio interviews. So welcome to the podcast, Masami. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Ashley. Great to be here. Well, tell us about uh, B1G1 and how that come into being and uh, and why it's why you think it's important. Mm. Well, B1G1, which is you know known as Buy One Give One, is a global giving initiative that creates giving businesses around the world. So we do what we do because we believe that the, um, the world full of giving is a happier world. Masami, as I understand it, B1G1 has been operating for 10 years and 2,200 businesses around the world have participated in over 500 giving projects. And the result has been 113 million units of giving impact so far. It's pretty impressive. Conventionally, uh, giving by businesses, it tends to be ad hoc and small businesses are often left out. And it sounds like B1G1 gives businesses an opportunity to contribute and make a positive difference. I also hear the buy one, give one model started with your own business years ago. Please tell us more about that. In our business's case, it was every time we sold a package of um, a frozen meal, which we were selling, what if we just gave one meal? And so that kind of like transformed everything in the picture. And then um, eventually, it took me some time, but eventually I realized that it wasn't just about my own business because I could be anyway uh, doing that um, alone. But then I thought, what if every business around the world found a way to give back in their own unique way? So that was 10 years ago when we 
um, when I sold my business and moved to Singapore to set up Buy One Give One, Be One Give One as a, a global giving initiative. And uh, yeah, I, I, I still think today that um, the power of small, that starting from small thing and then finding the ways for um, ourselves to make a tangible impact and connecting with causes that we really care about and resonate with, we could um, come together to really create a profound transformation. So um, that's what we believe in and that's what we work on um, every day. That's great. And I, I know that your uh, when you mentioned 113 million giving impact, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. is that which currency is that U.S. dollars or is it? <laughs> well, it, no, it's actually um, not a monetary currency ah, because okay. what happens is every time we bring in a new project, because um, you know basically we have a giving platform filled with hundreds of carefully selected giving projects. So what happens is instead of saying, um, for example, raise a fund or donate to Red Cross and you just give X dollars or um, uh, instead of doing so, what we do is we would look at the project and we would identify the particular impact and we will break down the impact and we list on our uh, system. So what happens is uh, one impact could be planting one tree um, or giving one goat to a, um, a Kenyan family so that the family would have a sustainable income mm. or it could be giving um, access to education to a child for a day or one um, pr- uh, session of life um, uh, education is given or you know income generating tool is given to a woman in rural village or so every type of um, giving project to get identified as a impact and then we will uh, list it in terms of um, the you know unit of the impact okay, so that 130 million giving impact is a way that we count that collective impact so we can break it down in uh, you know so many ways because we have a you know more than 500 projects on our okay. on our project list today okay. great mm-hmm. and you mentioned too that if you're involved you have involved 2200 businesses many of them mm-hmm. small is this around the world um yes like we have right. uh, businesses coming from so many different countries um uh, we have uh, some you know uh, great businesses in us um because of, when we, um, when I first set out uh, in this, you know, venture, um, I moved from Australia to Singapore. So um, actually, like we do have a lot of businesses in Australia because of the original connection. Mm-hmm. So that was in our earlier days of development. But um, now, you know, because of the online network um, and how things can, you know, spread around the world too. So we have businesses coming from some really unique countries. Too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, and it just goes to show you that you can be anywhere in the world and be doing this kind of thing. So that's uh, that's great. Mm. I know I know you're based in Singapore now. So, well, when you created this company, is this something that um, I mean, you were involved in the food industry before? Is this desire to have impact uh, to mm. make a positive contribution? Is that something that has developed in you over time, or have you always felt this way as an entrepreneur? Hmm. Um, I 
So I, I'm somebody who is very curious and who wants to make sense of things, you know, um, and I often or always ask lots of questions. So uh, I was a very shy child growing up in Japan, um, but uh, eventually I left Japan traveling around the world. And uh, when I was doing so, um, I... There were, there were things that I couldn't make sense of, no matter how much I asked, because, you know, I couldn't make sense of the fact that, you know, um, whilst there are lots of people in so-called developed countries who had uh, enough things, but then um, many of them or some of them um, were not so fulfilled. But then at the same time, in some other countries, there are lots of people who had literally like very little or nothing. Um, and then I could I couldn't make sense of why is it that you know there were children living on the street or mm-hmm. not yeah. able to even just go to school or um, families who cannot afford to feed their own children um, n- nutritious food. And so I I didn't know what to do at that time, <laughs> but. Um, years later, when I became a mom for the first time, I looked at my daughter and I thought, you know, my I couldn't or I didn't know how to change the world or the realities. But if I loved, I felt so much love for my daughter and I was willing to do anything to give her a great future. Mm-hmm. But there were so many children I saw when I was traveling and, you know, they didn't have somebody like me or, you know, family members or um, friends who um, really like cared to, to protect them. And so I wanted to do something. So that was when um, I went into business for the first time. So I started my first business with my three-month-old baby daughter. And that probably was the worst time to start a business. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was kind of my own way to challenge you know, myself because did I just feel um, enough or happy to just provide for my own family? Or you know, knowing that there are lots of need out there or um, do I do something, you know, no matter how big or small, it doesn't matter, but do I do something? And then I chose that being in business was a way for me to be in charge of making a positive change mm-hmm. in my own way. Yeah. So I wanted my business itself to be meaningful business, as in solving meaningful challenges. And so um, the food business I had uh, had a mission to provide healthy eating options to busy indiv- you know, working individuals and families so that they could enjoy uh, eating meals happily and um, being healthy too. So, But then as a result of it, I wanted to give the profits away. And for me, I thought I would give all the profits so that I could feed and educate and help educate the street children in many countries. So um, that's how, you know, I initially went into business mm-hmm. and, um, but just, you know, the, the, the main thing is that, well, I cared about something because of my own personal journey, right. but everybody would have their own story and their own experience and they might care about the different issues or different things. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really just a matter of which one or which way is the right way to create a positive difference or impact. But it's more about the people coming together and, you know, companies coming together to do what they believe in. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, and, 
And you offer so many options. You've got over 500 giving projects mm-hmm. available. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Is in, in the evolution of your creating buy one, give one, how have mm-hmm. your own personal values come into play in the creation and, and running of this business? One, one of the things I almost always mm-hmm. ask about is I believe that impact is very much based on what we value, what we see right. as most important, whether mm. it's conscious or mm. not. So how have you brought your own values into this business in, in all aspects and in, in, yeah. in leading people oh. and marketing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, um, our organization, um, is quite, you know, um, uh, I, 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 it's a bit, you know, funny to say, but the philosophical, um, and we have a, a strong, like we always look into the strong reasons why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, we always focus on three things, and one, um, one of those things is impact. So, um, uh, you know, we believe that uh, giving can be based on the impact, and you know, impact that we can uh, actually. Um, create in a tangible way, but also the impact that we can kind of feel and see and sense and count and so on. So um, we believe that when we can focus on that, then it makes the giving much more meaningful. And then the second thing we focus on is habit, um, because we realize that so often in the world, like there's lots of good things happening, but then it's ad hoc. So mm-hmm. it could be triggered um, by certain incidences or um, campaign or so what happens is even though something good can happen but then um, it doesn't really sustain itself so we believe that the giving can be habitual and it doesn't have to be huge but then if we all did small things every day that will be much more impactful long term than we just do something big once off so um, second uh, of those things is the habit. And then third thing that we focus on is connection. So we believe that um, by bringing um, small entities, whether it's small you know, businesses or individuals together, that is really the power. And then at the same time, giving just for the sake of giving, let's say based on guilt or, uh, you know, even though no matter how much uh, monetary dollar we can raise, we don't chase for that. We will always look for ways to make the giving experience meaningful and connecting and embracing the fact that it's really about connection. When businesses give, this is all about connection, you know, of business, people in business feeling great about what they are doing and also expressing the gratitude because if we are in business today, we are very fortunate and we are very lucky just by doing what we do. Um, but at the same time, we can do what we do because of the customers, team members, um, suppliers, and all the people around the world who support the you know, um, journey of our businesses. So mm-hmm. uh, giving could be one way to express that gratitude. So right. uh, yeah, so those are the three things we always stand with and yeah. make decisions with. Well, great. And uh, I, in the way that you are conducting your business and, and what you offer, how do you think that's impacting your clients? I mean, uh, the, the mm. obvious benefit is that they are able to contribute in a positive way. Are there other ways that this, mm. that, that this kind of approach to business is impacting them? Mm. So 
I think there is so much value in giving. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, But then also, when we look at the benefit of giving, we got to be a little bit careful because it's also about the intention of why we give. And um, uh, so sometimes people kind of think, oh, it could it is a cause-related marketing, you know, cause marketing. So uh, when you are giving and then... Um, telling everybody that we you are giving <laughs> or as a result of purchase right. you get to give then sometimes like um uh, because the intention the key intention or driving force of why you give could be driven by the desire to have more right. um and get more so that might not uh, uh, resonate as much <laughs> right but the the thing is when uh, businesses are giving because they can and uh, because they care about those things what that shows is the um you know spirit of the business and the culture of the business so giving as a part of the inherent generosity and the care that businesses actually have and then doing it in the own way that they feel connected to then expressing that in in along that belief um that has a so much more power in resonating with the people who kind of like uh, you know get attracted so um the caring businesses i believe that naturally attract more caring people or generous business um genuinely generous business uh, naturally attract more genuine people or genuine employees or so if Let's say businesses are uh, so focused on, you know, getting more. So only cares about maximizing profit, for example, whether it is with their, through their relationship with their customers, you know, thinking about how to extract more or with their relationship with em- right. their employees and how to make them work harder and pay <laughs> less. Or so <laughs> if the intention of business is focused on getting more, then of, of course you will probably attract more people and customers who want to get more, who want to get a better price or you know get it cheaper or so um, the relationship becomes pretty much based on you know how to get more but if your business is focusing on how to give more like how to give more greater value um, solve greater challenge um, and then give back more then naturally you will be attracting um, customers who would um, believe in that or employees who uh, resonate with that idea and if we want to make a difference and solve meaning problem uh, problems together so you know that's kind of quite simple to make sense of which one you know you want to do more of <laughs> as a business owner <laughs> well and that's so meaningful to consider that are you and you put it so well the intention of why you're giving is it to get more or to give more and in that spirit mm-hmm. of giving more you attract people that you can collaborate with as a way to solve big problems and um it's mm. it's a much more beneficial kind of interaction and attraction than one that just attracts people that want to get more as well is that mm. a fair summary of what you said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean like you know in general we are always creating like a different cycles or seasons you know like uh, uh, processes or a trend or so um, whatever like we you know focus on that, that naturally attract a certain type of things and I think there is a general focus of giving and getting and then so uh, what we tend to think sometimes is that uh, if we want to get something go and get it you know so like we focus on how to get more 
Um, but then if we focus on um, uh, how to give more, so for example, if I want to have a more love in my life or more recognition in my life, is it easier to get more of those things by trying to get it or by naturally being giving and you know, giving love and loving people around us or appreciating people around us? Would that give us more love and appreciation? Or is it that we ambitiously seek like to be loved or uh, to be acknowledged and, you know, trying to focus on getting those things from others? Like which one is it that gives us the uh, results more naturally, but also through the process, we get to feel better about that, you know, overall experience and which one do we want to focus on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a powerful way of looking at it. I, What do you think that impact of that is in the larger world if we're focusing on mm. loving and appreciating versus mm. being loved and appreciated? Mm. I, I think it's just very fundamentally simple concept. Um I know that everybody wants to be happy in their own way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, that's that we, we do what we do because we want to be happy and or happier. So we chase certain things because we feel that when we have it, then we become happy. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. But then sometimes that kind of like a fundamental, like a focus is making things harder for us to create what we want to have. So um, that's why... Uh, just by sometimes switching the perspective, then, you know, naturally you can create um, more of what you want to have in your life. But not only that, then, you know, if you think about the process of when am I feeling the greatest? Is it when I'm actually feeling that well, I need more of this and I don't have enough? So I need to get more, but nobody is giving it to me. It's mm -hmm. so hard that I cannot have it. Or when you have exactly the same thing, but feeling that, well, I already have plenty. You know, I want to share this. I want to give. I want to give what I want to have to others. So, you know, whether it's giving of our time or our words, kind words or smile, or if we are uh, just giving out because we feel sufficient, then at that point of time, actually, we are already being happier than when we are feeling we don't have enough, so we need to get more. Um, and we already realize that we do have a capacity to give no matter how much we have, because I remember the time I was traveling around the world backpacking. And there are many um, times some of these people who had nothing, you know, like families living in very poor areas in, you know, um, India or Nepal or Central America. or So those people invited me to share their food. And I couldn't, initially couldn't believe why they did so because yeah. they had so little themselves. Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought like, but if you give it to me, you don't have enough for yourself. You shouldn't give it to me. But then you know, seeing that actually the fact that they were so proud and they were so happy to share it with me, the greatest gift that I could share was actually to be grateful and share mm -hmm. and appreciate them and, you know, um, be interested in their lives and connect. And so um, I've seen so many people, whether they had a lot or less or nothing uh, that happiness didn't seem to be equate like with the amount of things they had but it was more about with the amount of willingness to give that made them happy well and you raise such an important 
issue of feeling sufficient. It's so common in Western culture that we don't feel like anything is ever enough. We're always seeking or uh, mm. moving towards or uh, trying to achieve something that hasn't been achieved yet. And it's, mm. um, it, uh, you gave such a great example of a cultural experience you had of people feeling sufficient enough to offer you the gift of their hospitality. That's such a great mm. example. Is What do you see as the future of B1G1, of buy one, give one? Is it is it mm. something that you want to just continue in the way that it is, or do you do you have a, an, another vision for it in the, mm. in the longer term? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, like we've been doing this for 10 years, and uh, 2,200 businesses in the approach, you know, we had was great. Like, and then also, you know, these businesses create such amazing impact and we feel so grateful for the businesses who uh, somehow believed in what we believed in. And when we didn't have a match, like in the earlier days, we didn't have a, a great systems or processes like we have today. So, um, we just feel so, you know, humbled and uh, grateful for the people who believed in uh, what we were doing. And so, but then if you look at the potential of the world and the problems that exist in the world today and also the number of businesses around the world, especially the SMEs, um, then Actually, 2,000 businesses is nothing. Um, we could be reaching out to many more businesses because uh, we were not uh, trying to to do anything, you know, like donate lots of you know money or. Um, but it's more about, you know, no matter where you are at in your business development, you could we could all give, and um, it can start from just one cent uh, as well. So it's easy to actually incorporate giving in our day-to-day activities and, you know, make a giving habit. So if we are much better at spreading the word um, online, because, you know, um, we were actually so much better in our face-to-face connections and conversations. And so when uh, there was no particular need um, in the business industry to do something like this, um, where businesses are already willing to spend money on marketing or spend money on sales or spend money on logistics or accounting or, you know, so the need was already there in other areas, but maybe not as much in effective giving. <laughs> you know, why would you actually give away your hard earned money? <laughs> so, yeah, so initial days we had to kind of, you know, talk to people and share our story and listen to them. And so, um, so in, in, in that way of human connections and spreading gradually and establishing all the internal working operation and models and, you know, bringing in, in more projects. And so that took quite a lot of time. And we may have spent too much time in the, you know, little tiny details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we, we feel that now we are ready and we have a good platform foundation and all the, you know, uh, processes which we can continue to improve anyway sure but um now like if we can leverage on the power of connectivity around the world then we can be reaching out to many more you know businesses so our aim is to you know now like uh, 
um, passing 130 million giving impacts, we we know that um, by 20 you know 25 we want to be doing way over 1 billion giving impacts, wow. and which means then we need to be um, actually working with you know um, many tens of thousands of businesses, and we don't think that's too unrealistic because of the way that. You know, things work in the new world. Um, there is that power of connectivity in, in, in the world. And mm-hmm. if we find a, you know, better way to communicate and connect, then we can do so. Well, and with online, um, resources available now, it's so much easier to reach mm-hmm. out to a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, in the, in the course of the work that you're doing, how have you personally, um, experience this this growth that you've had is it is it has has what you are doing in the business changed over time are there particular things that you're really good at and you put your energy into mm-hmm. I, I think the journey of v1j1 is pretty much like a, um, also my personal journey too mm-hmm. because um, as a you know young girl in Japan like I uh, never felt that I could talk about my thought. You know, I was, uh, I felt that we were all expected to be the same and be quiet. And, um, and I, I was scared of stepping out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I didn't know if I went out of Japan, then would things be safe or so, so that was like, you know, a long time ago. So when I started my business, I was never, uh, the type of person who would take a leadership position. Mm-hmm. So I would be quietly working in the back end. <laughs> I was a doer, you know, right. I loved doing things. So I didn't mind working long hours and doing things and just be the hardest worker ever. That, that was easy for me. Right. But um, to me, like um, becoming a leader was a big challenge. So um, in the earlier days of B1J12, I depended on other, you know, people to kind of hold the leadership space. But then what happened was over the years, I realized that actually, you know, if I didn't really worry about it's about being me, you know, like whether people are interested in uh, listening to me or my opinion, but it's just about, you know, doing something that we believe in and sharing that joy of giving and then, you know, standing with something and thinking about all those people who actually, um, uh, uh, you know, doing amazing things and they deserve to kind of uh, experience that joy of giving or uh, the organizations that are making, uh, transforming life-changing impact, you know, for the people around the world. And I, I've, uh, that, that kind of t- took me out of the day-to-day worry of, about, you know, like the underconfident me. And then um, today, like I'm uh, the CEO of the company. So over the 10 years, like um, because, you know, there are lots of things I didn't know or I wasn't experienced in business. So um, I uh, was lucky to be always spending time with people who had much better experience and the people who are doing um, voluntary kind of work with a board or, uh, you know, people who are uh, doing pro bono work with us. Or So just by um, tuning into the best practice, <laughs> learning from the people who are doing 
great things and always listening, always asking questions and being inquisitive and just pushing the boundary, um, uh, stepping out of the comfort zone. I realized that actually leadership isn't a difficult thing because I don't need to be a particular type of leader or anything. But if I really cared about the team and the company and how we worked together and what kind of results we created and my um, role was to kind of really bring people together and be grateful for the wonderful things they bring to this, uh, a, a, you know, great process that we are creating. Then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just uh, always fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always interesting, certainly. And uh, becoming a leader, I mean, that's a challenge, I think, for a lot of small business owners that they're mm. not necessarily uh, stepping into that role as a leader. And it really call, mm. calls you to be something more to be uh, a person who can really guide an endeavor like that. And um, you've, Mm -hmm. I mean, sounds like you've certainly grown a lot in that capacity. Is there, are there different ways that you make sure that you're taking care of yourself in this process? Because having a business you're excited about and working on, you can often, Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially as you said, you work hard, as hard as you possibly can at the beginning. How, uh, -hmm. how do you take care of yourself in all of that? Is, are there Mm -hmm. different practices that you do that help you maintain your energy? Mm, so, um, in my latest book I've written, I talk about three types of impact. One is our personal impact, and then we've got our social impact, and then we have our enterprise impact. And those three types of impact kind of interrelate to each other. And, uh, you know, if it's our personal impact, then uh, it has uh, different elements such as, you know, having great relationship, great emotional stability, great health and productivity and um, great financial you know, sustainability and making meaning, meaningful impact and, um, you know, spreading positive influence. So, so those areas like interlink with each other. So if one of those areas like totally underperforming and compromised, then it start to affect our overall life and what we can do. And then that like, uh, let's say, you know, uh, temporarily, we might have a certain unexpected circumstances that might happen, you know, but the thing is, in general, when we were working on strengthening all of those elements, then we naturally have the uh, overall capacity to, to hold certain, you know, issues much better too. And then us being the uh, you know, strongest in personal impact, then that leads to our social impact, as in the influences we can give out to um, our you know community of people around us. Then, if we are part of the enterprises, such as as a business owner or even as employee, that leads to the positive enterprise impact that we can create. So, being a good business person or, you know, running a great business, um, I fundamentally really believe that I got to be being my personal, like, a very best. Um, then that leads to the other great things I could do. But 
that doesn't necessarily mean I would say, you know, um, well, I need to have a work-life balance because I probably don't care about work-life balance at all. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> my, love hearing my... that everybody talks about work-life balance, and I, I, I don't, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> it's, mm, I, it... I think if you try to separate work and life, then you might think like you somehow need to have a right, right balance or something. Yes. But I think my work and my life is just together because I live um, every day um, and, you know, large part of our day is spent in our work. So if we are not doing the things that we really believe in and love and then thinking that this is work, so I need to not I shouldn't do too much, you know, like if I give too much to the workplace, then I'm giving like a compromising my, my personal life or, but it's, it's more about, you know, having the uh, meaningful work and embracing that as a part of personal journey. So then um, if you don't have a too much clear boundary between <laughs> life and work, but yeah. you are actually being really uh, fulfilled and finding the meaning, then I think it's fine. But the thing is, the connection with the people around us, like family and, you know, yes, it really matters. Like, you know, you, you only have uh, so much time in, in, yeah. in your life. And so if you really love the people around you, and then if you have a children, for example, the years we can spend together is limited. So I think it's important to nurture that moment. And um, sometimes spending time doesn't mean you have to be always there physically and, you know, shouldn't be working uh, outside of work hours. Or instead of that, if it was more about the quality of time you spend together, it could be more about actually being present. You know, right. when we are talking to each other, we are present, you mm -hmm. know, rather than looking at the gadget, we are just really spending time together. Or right. um, So, the quality of experience we create in every area matters a lot and taking care of our body and health and, you know, doing exercise or doing this or so it's just, uh, you know, um, if I'm doing really uh, uh, great things and creating a good habit. So in my life, I also think it's about impact habit and connection mm -hmm. and a uh, lot of things that um, I do, like uh, if I can't turn that good practice into habit, then I would not be able to really make long-term change or uh, positive um, uh, growth. So right. I think about, you know, what habit am I creating in my life? And then how am I spreading also in the workplace as well? So I encourage like every team member we have in our business to also look at their personal life and personal impact or balance of life, mm -hmm. but not necessarily like kind of always just focus on kind of life, you know, work-life balance type of thing. But that naturally gets created if we are having the healthy balance in our life and, and, and work. Right. I mean, you mentioned habits a few times. I think that's such an important mm. thing because it's what we do consistently that really affects yeah. what happens. And habits are a great way of, you don't have to rethink things every single time. If you feel committed mm. to something, you can create it as yeah. a habit. Yeah. Mm. Is there, is there a particular insight or piece of advice if you had one thing that you would share with a business owner who's trying to create your own in their own impact what mm -hmm. would you what would you say to them um my main theme like i live with is this uh, that uh, life and or you know even business is like a game 
So what it is, is um, at some point we um, start playing this game. Um, and uh, and then one day we will end this game. So if it's life, yeah, there is a beginning. We were born, and then there will be ending, no matter whether we like it or not. And business too, you know, we one day start because we saw some particular need or uh, idea, and then but eventually that idea may not be needed because the you know, market change or time change or uh, so. There is always a beginning and end, and there is a limited time that we do what we do and so if we really think about the objective of the game and then first of all it's fun to win and gain points and progress so that's how the game is you know so it's good to know key tips and ideas so that we can gain more points or do greater things and create results but the main purpose of game is actually to enjoy (laughs) <laughs> because if there was no purpose of enjoyment, then we wouldn't need to play a game. <laughs> so right. it's so easy to forget this, you know, get attached to the outcome alone. And then, wow, well, like, you know, uh, I'm terrible, like not getting anywhere too. Actually, this journey is about enjoyment and learning what we can learn to become better person, better business owner, and then progress. And um, so that sense of gratitude for the precious moment we have and to enjoy it. And if it's a game, it's not just about you alone, but the game is something we play together with others. So just making sure that everybody else is also having great time. I think that's just like a key um, uh, element of um, our life and business, I think. I like that. The, uh, and contributing to helping other people have a good time too. That's a, that's a great aspect. Well, mm. well, Masami, I, this has been such an interesting conversation. I, I love that you're, you have so many giving projects available to mm. helping small and larger businesses to really, um, have transforming and life changing impact. I, uh, I mm. think that the work that you're doing is so powerful and I really appreciate you joining us today to share all of that. So thank you. Thank you so much. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Okay. So the, um, one best place is, uh, definitely is to visit www at b1g1.com. Um, and then, uh, you know, there, uh, you can find out more about our initiative and how to become a giving business. Um, if you, uh, you know, know other business owners who may be interested, then you can spread the word. Um, another way to reach out to me, um, uh, is also to go to www givingbusiness.givingbusiness.global. And if you go there, then um, you can find uh, me and then also my latest book. And then also there is this um, very interesting free impact test where you can actually trial and then see how you are scaling your impact in so many different areas. So I talked a little bit about the, you know, like life um, uh, impact and then uh, you know, social impact and the business impact and so on. So Great. that's where you can find my um, other, more contents as well. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much mm. for those uh, for those resources, Masami. And thank you so much for the work you're doing in the world. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.